conversation between Tasha and Phil Blackburn, where we run the gamut between theology, faith, and the love of dogs. Hello, Tasha. Hello, Phil. We're now spending time together via podcast. (laughs) My favorite way of spending time together. (laughs) I know. And we try lots of different ways since we live with each other. It's good to see you today. Yes. So, lots of exciting things happening in the world that we can hit on over the course of our little conversation here. Um, But let's start by talking about what's happening this Sunday We're continuing our journey through theological doctrines, Mm -hmm. which, let me tell you, that seems to have been a real barn burner for people this summer. Everybody loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So this week, (laughs) what is our theological theme? (laughs) Um, It's the image of God. The Imago Dei. Yes. That's when you want to sound fancy. Mm -hmm. It's the Imago Dei. It's the image of God. Um, And specifically, uh, as it talks about in Scripture, that God has placed some form of his own image in humans. Which seems really weird. It's a really, um, it's a deep topic, and it's a, it kind of blows your mind topic. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that I think as we get into it, as people hear the sermon and perhaps participate in the Sunday school class, mm-hmm. uh, may be a little surprised by this one. I think this one's a little bit, uh, it's not talked about that often, and when it is, it's kind of glossed over. Well, and you know, you and I come from, and many of the people who are listening now, come from a a denomination and a theological place where we focus a lot on human depravity. Yes. (laughs) And we have a lot of evidence for that. Uh, We don't have to look far to uh, say that there is sin in humans in the world. But this is the other side of it, you know, that there's also uh, somehow um, there's God in us, too. And I, I'm sure you're going to talk about this in your sermon. Well, I'm not sure, but I know we'll talk about it in class. Yes, that image got banged up, you know, in the fall and, and in our world, but it's there. And so, you anyway, it, it's, a, it's, an exci- it's, it's a positive thing to think about in a time when we're seeing a lot of human sin. Yeah, and, you know, it's worth kind of, if you think about uh, humanity being scuffed up a little bit, mm-hmm. it's worth doing some polishing to get down to the fact that we're not all bad, mostly. <laughs> Just kind of. No, it's a—did you intentionally use that metaphor of scuffed up along with polished? that maybe the scuffing up could be polishing instead? No, I don't think the scuffing up is polishing. I think there's some incentive though to polish it polish it up. I mean I think yeah. I think you don't wanna you don't wanna go too far either way. Um you don't wanna I, I I cringe when I hear people talk about um humans or even groups of humans as being more inherently good than other groups of humans or yeah. humans. And I also uh cringe when I hear people talk about humans or groups of humans being kind of inherently bad. I think there's Mm -hmm. more of a middle area. And so I think, you know, while we sin, we also carry that image of God with us, everybody. Mm -hmm. So I think you want to try to develop a more sophisticated view of what a person is. Yeah. And (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm smiling because when you were talking, it made me think of, you know, other categories where you, you don't want to take it too far is just in general, um, we get into something that it's a religion, but it's not Christian faith. Um, if we start to think that uh, we can just get there all the way with humans, you know, that we are inherently good and and and, and you don't want to say that we're evil all the time either. That's its own balance. And I'm thinking about, I don't, I, I don't know if you know what I'm thinking about already, uh, when we were in Scotland and uh, helping to serve a church there oh, on yes. the docks of Look for uh, the Edinburgh. hero inside yourself, yes, Tasha. and the pastor there with his shaggy hair, long hair, and his one earring. I love that guy. And he played uh, on a cassette tape or whatever for the congregation, you know, search for the hero inside yourself and we we both sat there and thought (gasps) (laughs) because you know on the one hand is there a little hero that lives in me you know maybe uh, some version of that but as a christian i i'm not searching for the hero inside myself i am grateful you know and on my knees thankful um, that I'm not the hero of my own story. Right. Theologically, the hero inside yourself is God. Exactly. It is not your yeah. innate goodness. It's not just a plucky version right. of me. Right, <laughs> right. It's not me on my best day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, no, it, you know, when we think about who we are and how we wander around this world and what exactly we're doing, thinking of ourselves as bearing God's image into the world, as being part of the body of Christ, mm-hmm. um, helps to uh, add some richness and depth Mm -hmm. to kind of the project, I think, that is each of our lives. Mm -hmm. And what is the image even? You know, we don't even know the answer to that. Is it that we need one another and we're communal? You know, when we're doing that at its best, is that the image of God in us? Is it uh, like power and, and how we use power? You know, is that the image of godness? We don't know. Or is it our toenails? Well, it's not my toenails. <laughs> I don't want to say that on air, because, but I was gifted through a long line of women with terrible feet. Yeah, let's But stop anyway, there. so <laughs> maybe it's our toenails. Yeah, it may be our toenails. Well, uh, anyway, it's kind of a fun thing to kick around and think about as you think about yourself maybe uh, out there in, in mm-hmm. a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, anyway, so that's what we'll be talking about Sunday, yeah, the I'm image of God. And that will be both virtual mm-hmm. at 9 and 11, and we're going to do a second, a second. It's the first weekly, the second weekly outdoor service. Yeah. We will be outdoors at Garrison Commons at 8.30, mm-hmm. hopefully with power this week. Mm-hmm. Now, we had power last week, don't. We had power don't from Ed, Ed Nugent's truck, don't send which is not the same as having power from an actual outlet. So shout out to Ed for making it go. Exactly. But, um, exactly. Anyway. It was great. Yeah, it was great. So other things that we were going to uh, talk about a little bit today, uh, we have both been doing online classes at Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan this summer. Mm-hmm. I am just starting my third class. Yeah, me too. Which is on uh, pandemics, plagues, and disasters what? in history. <laughs> so I thought, why not read about other people's experiences of pandemics, plagues, and disasters while I am experiencing one myself? <laughs> 
So that's exciting. Uh, just completed one on um, kind of mapping our virtual and physical parish as as what is re- kind of bringing back the idea of the parish. And then the first one was on um, the effects of the pandemic on generations X, Y, and Z. Those were my classes. What did you study, Tasha? Uh, I also am beginning my third class. Um, my first one was on uh, pastoral care in trauma mm-hmm. and pandemic. Uh, my second class was on uh, organizational leadership in times of crisis. Um, and then this class is on uh, the use of the Psalms mm-hmm. um, in church and faith life mm-hmm. and all of that. And uh, and they've all, they've been very different uh, so far, and, and they've all been really uh, helpful. I would say, you know, on the Psalms issue, uh, anybody who who listens into Let's our devotions. Let's talk about the Psalms issue, Tasha. The Psalms issue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my issue with the no. Uh, that if anybody listens to our devotionals, um, Trust of the Nines each day, the Psalms have... Uh, been by far the bulk of the of the scriptures we've chosen for those and probably for a lot of reasons but you know um they one of the things that my class has been talking about is um prayer our prayer is always responded speech it's not the first speech you know the first speech is from god and we listen and our prayer is always a response and if i don't pray the scriptures or don't read the scriptures yes i can pray but it's going to be anemic you know the psalms give us the language yeah it uh, helps to have to some pray. structure to prayer doesn't it well it, I and mean, they you don't just show just us every emotion you know mm-hmm. i might think that oh my prayer can only be thank yous i can only sort of grovel and say thank you well boy the psalms show a, a depth of prayer that goes far beyond that mm-hmm. so that's just one shout out to the psalms but and one thing I've learned in my class, what's as our brains shrivel and turn to mush during mm-hmm. this time, what's one thing, you know, you've learned from one of these classes? You know, uh, I've, I've mentioned it uh, numerous times, I think, but not broadly, was um, the categories of kind of disruption that were discussed. I was reading um, an article for one of my classes by a, a church nonprofit consulting group. Mm-hmm. And consultants get a bad name, and I think sometimes that's true, but also consultants are able to do a lot of thinking work from outside of any given system because yeah. by their nature they're supposed to come alongside systems and support them, uh, not run them. Um, and so they framed the pandemic uh, like this. Um, there's blizzard, there's winter, and there's ice age. Mm-hmm. A blizzard event is very brief but very disruptive, Um a winter is pretty disruptive a little longer. An ice age is obviously systemically disruptive mm-hmm. because of its duration. Bye-bye dinosaurs. Right. Um, <laughs> so they view this uh, organizationally for their clients as more of an ice age type of event. Mm. This is going to be long term. I think we're all coming to grips with that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be long term. Uh, this is going to be highly disruptive. And we... It would be useful if we think about the fact that the uh, kind of hope that we would just kind of muddle through this and then flip things back on to how they were in early March, that is is kind of receding, I think, is a realistic idea. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we need to start thinking more about what's what's the new world going to look like rather yeah. than trying to doggedly recreate the old world. Um, mm-hmm. So that has been an, an idea that I've thought about, talked about, uh, you know, just in various conversations a lot um, has helped me kind of come to terms with things. Um, I think like everybody else, I, I, I would prefer this not to be an ice age. I would prefer it to be a blizzard and I would prefer to be back to watching college football on Saturdays in September um, <laughs> and that sort of thing. But uh, I think it's it's becoming pretty apparent that um, that's not going to happen, at least not in any form that I recognize. Yeah, and I know we've been talking around here about, and I think every household has sort of had some version of this conversation, either within the household or within the person, you know, if they live alone. Um, Okay, so I can either, you know, pull the covers over my head and and cry all day long um, about this, or I can try to figure out, okay, so what can happen that it really could only happen now? You know, mm-hmm. what can be done um, in, my, in our home life, in my personal life, in, um, in church life that we'll look back and say, oh, well, that was a COVID-specific thing. You know, we only did that because of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I know we were doing this outdoor service under that heading of like, okay, well, maybe a year from now, at least we could look back and go, huh, we tried that. And uh, I know a lot of people have made those decisions in their home life. Like, I can't tell you how many people have said they've finally gone through the photo boxes. Right. You know, and it's like, I'm not saying that's fun. I'm not even saying it's going to make you skip through your day and hum the whole time. Like, you know, like some Disney movie. But, okay. It's like I was never going to do that before. Um, And now, okay, I will. Yeah. And... And that at least uh, can put some structure on the moment and maybe some sort of um, piece of good news of, you know, I mean, this year Christmas will be a completely homemade Christmas because who doesn't have the time, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, something like that. It's like Mm -hmm. (laughs) everyone, you get a scent sachet and you get a scent sachet (laughs) or whatever for your drawers. I don't know. I think everybody who gets Christmas gifts from us is right now very excited about this They're excited about their sachet that's coming. Don't know what that is, but it'll be great. (laughs) Uh, Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that was one of my takeaways is how disruptive this is going to be. But on on the other hand, I was doing elder training last night, and I said the phrase that keeps coming to mind or the word about it is, it's an interesting time. Oh, yeah. We'll have a story to tell, won't we? It's not necessarily good interesting, Mm -mm. but it is interesting. I mean, I'm having to use different parts of my brain and different parts of my skill set than the previous world required of me. Um, And part of that's because I'd gotten very accustomed to functioning in that world. So now I have to learn to function in this world, and that means new things. Well, you know, speaking of using our brains. Yep, go ahead. I know a lot of people have told me uh, that they can't, they're having real trouble reading right now. Mm -hmm. Even readers, you know, even kind of folks who love reading, no matter what they read, fiction, nonfiction, romance, you know, which is nonfiction. Which is fiction. Wait, which was where's my joke? It's fiction, romance. Yeah, romance is definitely fiction. <laughs> Sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and I know I've gone through periods uh, in this time where it has been harder to read, 
But now, boy, I'm using it as escapism a little bit reading. I know you have been on a series for approximately 18 years yes. uh, that I think you're never going to get through. But I'm almost there. You're almost there. So why don't you say 40, a bit about that? 40 pages away from oh concluding. Oh, my gosh. What have you been reading? Um, Hillary Mantel's uh, series on the life of Thomas Cromwell. It's a fiction, uh, historical fiction. Um, the books are Wolf Hall, uh, Bring Up the Bodies, and The Mirror and the Light. I am And approximately how many pages between the three? <sighs> 1800 probably this book's like <laughs> 750 oh my gosh so yeah i would say about 1800 it's taken me most of the pandemic i've mixed <laughs> in a couple of other books that were much faster reads than these are but uh yeah so i'm i'm wrapping that up um let me tell you uh 16th century england also a terrible time to be alive <laughs> um i think i can just say uh henry the eighth at least is portrayed by hillary mantel was a sociopath um, and not somebody I think any of us would have enjoyed uh, having as our leader. So um, yeah. anyway, but yeah, I've been reading those, uh, and, and and that has definitely been escapism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went through a phase uh, where I found Eric Larson as an author. I had not read any of his books before now, and uh, he's most famous for uh, Devil in the White City. Uh, but I read probably four or five of his. Um, Thunderstruck. I mm-hmm. really like Devil in the White City and Thunderstruck. And then he has some um, based on mm-hmm. World War II. Mm-hmm. His most recent, what got me started on this, is uh, The Splendid and the Vile. That's just out mm-hmm. um, about Winston Churchill's first year as prime minister. But mm-hmm. he's he's really great author and um, really – I don't mean author. He's a really great writer uh, and gets you um, – super interested even in topics you might think I'm not sure I'm I'm interested in that Thunderstruck is all about uh, the telegraph uh, mm-hmm. the making of the telegraph invention of the telegraph a machine on ships so power rank sea. those Tasha if somebody's gonna go pick up an Eric Larson which oh one my should gosh they go grab? if you're gonna pick up an Eric Larson you got to do devil in the white city and Thunderstruck first I would say um, devil in the white city is about the Chicago World's Fair mm-hmm. uh, parallel story the whole time is about a serial killer who was working uh, and using the World's Fair as cover. So that's a a fantastic one. He won all kinds of awards for that one. And then Thunderstruck, you don't think you're going to like it, but it's about the invention of the telegraph. Fascinating. Fascinating. And when you read Devil in the White City, you were actually able to debunk some of your family mythology, right? Yes, my dad said that the one family story had been that his parents as newlyweds had gone up like with some sibling I don't know if it was his mom's sibling and 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 spouse or his dad's sibling and spouse but anyway the four of them had gone up to Chicago to the World's Fair and (laughs) I'm telling my dad about the story and I actually gave him the book for Father's Day and he called me up and he goes they weren't alive yet wait a minute I've been lied to my whole life you know so we still haven't figured out what world's fair they were at or what we finally decided was maybe they were off visiting the buildings that remained of the mm-hmm. St. Louis World's Fair and so a much less sort of romantic story uh, than them off um, at the World's Fair however I did say well that means they missed the serial killer yeah, so, so dodged a bullet you on know that dodged one. a bullet I think the takeaway from this is um <laughs> For those of you listening, don't trust any of your family stories. They're probably all lies. Oh, Would hush. that be the takeaway? Oh, hush. Okay. Well, Tasha, <laughs> uh, 
time for us to say goodbye. Any final thoughts for uh, for folks this week? Well, uh, you know, this is the time. If if things are not going well emotionally right now and spiritually, I we didn't touch on this too much this week, but and we can talk about it next week. But this is the time to sit down and say, okay, then what habits do I want to form? What do I want to read more? Then do it. You know, do I want to? have had a task where it's like, okay, I got that task done today. At least there's that kind of, this is the time, you know, reshape. If your days aren't working for you, um, then, you know, reshape them. Try something different. Try something different. Come to the outdoor worship service. (laughs) You know, watch online if you haven't for the last couple weeks. Something. Change up how you're facing your day and then see what changes that makes. So... Good advice. We're in this for the long haul. Ice age. Oh, gosh. Yep. All right. Until next time, everybody. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to The Week. You can find lots more content here on the One Prez Pod from devotions to worship services. Also, follow the church on Facebook and YouTube. Until next time, peace. Thank you.